let me just say this too. Not only are we asking you to share these tickets, give them out and invite a family, invite people to come celebrate uh, and have a little Christmas fun watching the Grinch movie together with us, but also go out to our Facebook uh, this week, the church's Facebook, a Facebook page and share that invite that's on Facebook and we can multiply our invites that way. We want to see people find Jesus this Christmas season. Amen. And we'll use the Grinch to do it. Amen. <laughs> now, listen, I want to get right into my message today, so we won't be doing our This Is My Bible. But can I just pray over this message and get right into it? Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have again today to hear from you. Lord, we believe that the Bible is you speaking to us, and we receive it that way. Jesus, thank you for teaching us today about the power of gratitude. Lord, I know that there are some people right now that are listening here, listening online, that need that power released in their life. Lord, whatever our circumstances, we thank you that we can get beyond them when we are grateful. And thank you for the Holy Spirit teaching us exactly how to do that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're in a series right now entitled Happy Thanksgiving. And in this series, we're looking at what the Bible has to say about the power in gratitude. There's such power in being grateful. Let me just say this. Grateful people are happier people. They live a better, healthier, happy life. What we've seen in this series that there is a direct link between our gratitude and our happiness. Now today, I want to continue in this series with a message entitled, Seize the Day. <laughs> I believe as you give thanks in every situation that you're able to seize the day and move forward. You're able to seize the day and go for the win. You're not stuck in your circumstances. So let's get into this message today entitled, Seize the Day. Go with me, if you will, back to Psalm 89, verse 15. And we need to establish this for us as followers of Christ. The psalmist said this, Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. Now, here's what we learn from that psalm. Christians should be happy people. Come on. They say that Disney is the happiest place on earth. Well, Christians ought to be the happiest people on earth. I'm not saying that we don't ever experience things that make us unhappy. I'm not saying that there aren't reasons sometimes that we legitimately are unhappy, but I like what my pastor friend says, either I'm up or I'm getting up. Come on, I'm up or I'm getting up. That's the follower of Christ. And so generally speaking, overall, we have a happy life. Everybody wants to be happy, but we've seen according to stats that we've looked at in this series that even in America, which is the most prosperous nation on the earth, the best nation to live in, I'm a little prejudiced. 85% of people say they're not happy. 
And you know some of those 85 are believers. Everybody wants to be happy. But very few people are happy. And the reason why is they do not understand how happiness happened. And God is calling us as believers to happiness. Now go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And we learn this truth from the Apostle Paul. And he says, be thankful in all circumstance. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. He says what God wants is for you to be thankful. And he wants you to be thankful regardless of your circumstances. That's enough said. We could go home, right? Come on. That's what God wants. And why does he want that? Because when we give thanks, happiness happens. Life has the good, the bad, and the ugly. Gratitude focuses on the good stuff. Listen, the news is not focusing on the good stuff. Listen, there's always something to be thankful for. Bottom line is this. Giving thanks is how happiness happens. Let me define happiness for you. Just a general definition. Happiness means being satisfied with life, feelings of contentment, enjoyment and pleasure, a positive emotion. We saw last week that discontentment is unhappiness on steroids. In other words, when we don't deal with our unhappiness, we become discontent. But now listen, expressing gratitude helps us overcome discontentment. Listen, you're never going to do away with the things that are causing you to be discontent. Every one of us, I don't care how good how well things are going in your life, there's something you could be a little discontented about. (laughs) I saw this meme on Facebook, and it said, I don't usually brag about going to expensive places, but I just left the gas station. (laughs) How many of you know... There's always something to be unhappy. And if you do not deal with that unhappiness in your emotions, in your soul, it's going to cause you to be discontent. Here's what we learned. Happiness is good for the soul. It is our soul. We know that we are spirit beings. God created us with a heart, a eternal spirit, but we also have a soul that's eternal. It's our mind, our will, our emotions, and it's our soul that begins to drag in life, that gets weighed down. Mm, you got to be good to your soul got to take good care of it so that discontentment doesn't set in and then discouragement and depression sets in now let's get into this message today seize the day and go with me again to another passage written by the apostle paul 
It's in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And once again, he says something about giving thanks. He says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Now, just for a moment, let's take a little side trip. We also learn here that Thanksgiving has a lot to do with the amount of peace we experience. The peace of Christ rules in our hearts when we're thankful. A thankful heart, peaceful heart. You want a little peace at your house? Be thankful. You know what? You, you could go in there and you could tell your spouse, your kids. You could tell them all the things you're ungrateful for, all the reasons, you know, that you're upset about something. Even at them, you could make your complaints or you could stop and tell them how thankful you are for what they did yesterday. Peace, all of a sudden, begins to rule. Now, now listen, Paul said, always be thankful. When we're always thankful... We will always be happy. When we're always thankful, we will always be happy. Listen, nothing good happens when we are ungrateful and discontent. Now, some of you, we've been learning how happiness happens, but some of you know how unhappiness happens. You are making yourself unhappy. The truth is, it's not the devil. It's not your spouse. It's not your boss. It's you. (laughs) Come on. We just got to give thanks. Always be thankful. And you will always be happy. And we will always be dealing with this. I mean, I'm studying this message. And then after I prepared for this message Uh, as many of you know we are a part of AFCM and they have Bible schools that go throughout the United States other nations and are also in 40 prisons in Kenya it's video Bible schools well the classes that I teach I think I teach four of them and I'm having to retape them because they were done 20 years ago (laughs) so I, I looked a little different back then And so I'm retaping them. So after I got through with my message yesterday, I have two more sessions to do in a six-hour class. So I had to go and study that. So by the time I got through with my message and then I went back to study that, I was tired. And then all of a sudden, I wanted to be sad about everything. Where are my boys? Why aren't they home? You know, it's not been coming home too much lately. God, have we done something wrong? I remember that time I said that. I probably shouldn't have said that. It's probably why he's not coming home. How many of you know? It is so easy. And then I just realized, I am tired. Stop it right now. Be thankful. Get out a good Netflix and just rest for a minute and then praise Jesus. You've got to take care of your soul. Always be thankful. Now, here's the challenge. It isn't always easy to always be thankful. Why? Because everything isn't always going our way. How many of you know it is so easy to be happy and thankful when everybody is doing it your way? (laughs) 
when you got picked, when your idea at work is the one they chose. It's a good day. I mean, that doesn't always happen. Not for anyone. I don't care who you're looking at. And Facebook paints this picture. Social media paints this picture. That every picture, perfect life. It's only in the pictures. How many times, you've probably done the same thing I've done. You're, you're watching a movie and you think, that's Hollywood. That don't happen that way. I mean, this ugly girl gets this cute guy. Sorry. It was a little too blunt there. Because I felt like the ugly girl. I thought, they didn't like me. Come on. Now listen, let's talk about these circumstances. It doesn't always go our way. And I'm not just talking about being selfish and wanting my way. I'm talking about sometimes we experience difficult seasons. Sometimes we go through challenging things with our family or financially or just in our life. Now, what happens, though, is when our circumstances become difficult or challenging, the enemy stirs things up. If we are not cautious we, and spiritually alert, we will become a victim of our circumstance. Mm. Let, let me define for you the word victim. The word victim means to be injured, be destroyed, one subjected to oppression, hardship, or mistreatment. All of us can identify with something in that definition. We can identify with circumstances that we have experienced or we are experiencing that match up with that. Our souls become weighted down with what's happening and then we can't move forward. Now, you say, Pastor Jane, how do I know if I've become a victim to my circumstance? When we can't see or when we feel like there's no way out, We've become victim to our circumstances. Some of you are a victim right now. You're a victim. You, you think that because of what's happening, then what God wants can't happen for you because of what has happened or what is happening. Don't become a victim. You don't have to. To be a victim. Now, I, I love this definition of the word victim. It's from Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And the Webster's 1828 Dictionary uses scripture to help define its word. And here's its definition of victim. A living sacrifice. And I'm kind of chuckling because all of us know some people that live life like they are a living <laughs> sacrifice. Some of them may be at your Thanksgiving table this week. You won't believe what I'm going through. You won't believe what happened to me. I am a living sacrifice. Really, what are they? They are a victim. Now, I'm not saying that people have not been victimized. I'm not saying they haven't suffered injury. That they haven't even, in some relationships, been destroyed. Marriage is destroyed. 
I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't legitimate hardships and times that circumstances can literally be oppressive. But because they are, or let me put it this way, difficult circumstances are the very reason Paul told us to always be thankful. Because he knew that there would be moments in life that we would be victims. Mm. Now listen, gratitude empowers us so we go from being a victim to a victor. It's called seizing the day. How do you seize the day when everything is going against you? Mm. Now listen, giving of thanks is the way out of difficult places. Gratitude shows us the exit. Giving of thanks helps us to seize the day and go for the win. Some of you need to go for the win. Listen, again, I'm going to say it again. Gratitude turns the victim into a victor. Now, let's look at the power of gratitude. I'm going to take that word thankful that Paul used there, always be thankful. Listen at the definition of that word thankful. Mindful of favors, grateful. Wow. To be grateful, to always be thankful in every circumstance is to be mindful of the favor of God. Don't ever lose sight of all that God has done for you in Christ. Now listen, to lose sight of God's favor is to diminish His grace in our lives. If you study out this word thankful, this is what we learn. This word thankful, the Greek word thankful, is a derivative of the Greek word for grace. And that word grace means to grant as a favor, pardon or rescue. Now, how many of you know when you're in a difficult circumstance, when you become a victim or you're about to be, you need God to rescue you. Sometimes you need him to pardon you because you're the one that got yourself in the mess. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you got there. Listen, God does not care how you got there as it pertains to your victory. Now, he will teach you later so you won't get back. But when it comes to delivering you, he doesn't care how you got there, but the enemy does. And so you've got to be mindful of the favor of God. Gratitude activates God's grace and you need God's grace why because grace is the power that turns a victim into a victor you don't become a victor without God doing you a favor because you're not getting any favor from the circumstances now sometimes God will even turn the circumstances around but don't forget it's God that did that it's not the circumstance You're grateful to people if God used people because he listened to them and obeyed. But come on, God is the real source. Grace is the power that turns the victim into the victor. 
Now, I want you to see also when, it, when we think about the power of gratitude, I want you to see the connection that the Bible shows us between gratitude, giving thanks, and praise. You've probably heard quite a few messages on the power of praise. You, you, you may have heard people say this, those two are connected at the hip. I mean, it's like they're friends. You don't see one without the other. Just can praise and thanksgiving. They're connected at the hip. Listen to these scriptures in Psalm, and you'll see the connection because the same word that's translated praise in one instance is translated thanksgiving in another. And then I want us to look at two different words that are translated praise and thanksgiving. Psalm 118 verse 1 uses the word thanks. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. But Psalm 9-1 translates the same word praise. I will praise you, Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. Now that word thanks and praise is the Hebrew word yada. And the Hebrew word yada means to confess, to praise, to give thanks. They're connected. Now listen to another uh, passage, Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. It says, Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. Now here's another word used for thanksgiving, also translated praise. And instead of being the Hebrew word yada, it's the Hebrew word toda. And the Hebrew word todah, what does it mean? Confession, praise, and thanksgiving. These two words, you can hardly tell them apart. They're like twins. The Hebrew word todah, to this day, it's the simple word in Hebrew, thank you. But also, both of these words come from the same root. And it's the word Yad, Y-A-D, and it's translated hand. And it means strength and power. And as we look at its derivative, we begin to see just how powerful Thanksgiving is, why you're able to seize the day, why you can become a victor, because that word hand, Yad, is used when Moses is raising his hands as the Israelites are fighting. Both these words, tada and yada, have to do not with just praise and thanksgiving, but have to do with lifting our hands in praise and thanksgiving. Remember Joshua's fighting? Exodus 17.11. and says, And so it was when Moses held up his hand, Yad, that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. What do we learn from this? Lifting our hands in praise and thanksgiving to God is the way we win our battles. Hmm. This morning, I hope you are doing some battling in praise and worship. That's why we lift our hands. Hmm. 
Now, let's talk about, I want to take you now as we begin to close out this message today. I want to take you to two different places where we see this implemented, where we see it in action. I want to take you first to a place where we see this praise and thanksgiving, someone seizing the day, but in this case, it's a nation that seizes the day, and they refuse to become victims, but instead they become victors by doing just what I've taught you today. Then I want to go to some individuals who do the same thing, but first, let's go to Second Chronicles. Many of you are probably familiar with this story, but it's found in Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to read verse 17 or start there in just a minute, but let me set the scene for you. Jehoshaphat is king of Israel. He got news that three armies were marching against their nation. Folks, that would be like if the United States got news that Russia, China, and Europe were all coming against us. It says, King Jehoshaphat feared. That's a natural, normal emotion, but he didn't stay there. It says, He feared, but then he began to pray. And then he began to pray. Then he called all of Israel together. And they prayed together, proclaiming who God was and worshiping him and asking him for help. And then God spoke to them. And here's what he said in 2 Chronicles 20, 17. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. All people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Listen, I've got a word from the Lord for you today. Take your position. Mm. Thanksgiving positions us to defeat our enemies. Just need to get in to position. Gratitude seizes the day. Don't waste the trial you're in. Don't don't waste it. It'll come back around. Learn. Get beyond it. Now now listen, giving thanks is often the difference between winning or losing. Give thanks. This word here, give thanks, is the word yada, the lifting of hands, the confession. Now, now listen, Israel couldn't just think their thanks. They had to line up, march out, and sing. Come on. Some of you need to line up, get marching, and start praising. Seize the day. Now, here's what happened. Don't, don't you love a good ending to a good story? I know some people, I watch two movies, I don't know, just a while back, like one right after the other, and they both had bad endings. I thought, oh, if I'd have known it's going to end like that. I mean, I want the lovers to stay together and live happily ever after, but they both die? What's with that? Kind of a Romeo-Juliet thing there. I love a good ending. Here's a good ending. Second Chronicles 20, 22. 
It says, at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see not a single one of the enemy had escaped verse 25 King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder they found vast amounts of equipment clothing and other valuables more than they could carry I bet they're happy now come on there was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all on the fourth day they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Now listen, praise and thanksgiving causes confusion in the enemy's camp. The devil gets all confused when he's turned the tables on you, but you're praising Jesus. Come on. Listen, the way we enter the valley of blessing is through the door of gratitude. Gratitude will take what the devil meant to be your valley, and it will turn it into a valley of blessing. Now, let's close out with this other story that you're familiar with, too, so we can get through these quickly. But the other is, is not about a nation seizing the day. It's about two believers. It's about Paul and Silas. Remember the story in the New Testament? They were arrested, beaten, and thrown in prison, locked in chains because they were preaching the good news. And then what happens? Midnight, they begin to sing. Acts 16, 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundation, and all the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. I, I want to share with you something that perhaps you've not known about this particular passage. And if you do know it, it'll be a good refresher. But that word, singing hymns, is very important. If you study that word, hymns out, when it says they were praising and singing hymns, that word, hymns, refers to hymns known as the Jewish Hillah. Paul's a good Jewish boy. He studied under the best. He knew the Jewish Halah, still to this day, Psalm 113 to 118 and Psalm 136 is called hymns, and it's the Jewish halah. And what is the halah? How is it defined? A prayer of thanksgiving, expressions of gratitude, and giving of praise to God. Wow. Listen, giving thanks rattles the devil's chains. Keep rattling. Keep rattling his chains until what? They fall off. 
That means keep praising the Lord until your son or daughter's free from that addiction. Keep giving thanks to God over your financial situation until every financial bondage is broken over your life. As a church, we're going to keep praying over our city, over our nation, until we see people come to Jesus. Come on, we're going to rattle the devil's chains with our praise and with our thanksgiving. Now listen, if we allow our circumstance to dictate our happiness, we've become the victim, not the victor. Do not allow your circumstance to dictate your peace, your joy, your happiness. Some of you need to write your own halal. Come on, write your own hymns and sing them. But let me just real quickly as we close, let me read some from the Jewish halal. Psalm 118 verse 4. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, His faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? This is exactly what Paul and Silas were saying when they were in chains. They were saying, the Lord is for me. He's coming to rest. Come on, sing. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Verse 7, yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look and triumph at those who hate me. Psalm 116, verse 7, let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. Psalm 117, 1 and 2, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all the people of the earth, for he loves us with unfailing love. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. In other words, God is faithful in every circumstance. That's why you you can always be thankful. Wow. Let me just wrap this up today with two statements. Grateful people are always the victor, never the victim. Gratitude helps us seize the day and go for the win. Amen. How many of you are ready to go for the win?